What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, the wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? feel weird, Graham. I don't feel like myself right now. Yeah? Can you tell usually what happened? Yeah, I was uh, trying to trim up my beard, and I accidentally butchered my mustache mm. to where there was a huge gap between mustache and beard. So why didn't you leave it? Well, because then I look like a psycho. Well. I mean, it's pretty bad. It's reflective of your personality. So, <laughs> instead, I decided to shave it all off for the first time in like five years. The thing that's interesting to me is that you had never noticed by looking at you that you had this issue. Like, you still have a little, like, uh, prepubescent teenage scruff beard going on, but... Um, See, that doesn't help. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to emasculate you a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, you would never know that you, like... I know that because I know you, but if some, right. somebody, some random person passed you walking on the street, like, oh, that's just a normal white guy. Just a guy. Yeah. Sure. Which is what I, I'm always going for. Right. So I think you're safe. But no, it's more of an identity crisis, I sure. suppose. Right. You think this will lead to a quarter-life crisis for you in any respect? I did just buy a house. So that's so a... That's a desperate decision. Well, knock right. on wood. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, we'll I'll, I'm going to power through this, though. I might be a little uh, more you like with the negativity nice. and the anger right? and um, just really being able to any sort of random fact is going to really piss me off. It's fair. So, got that going. What's up with you? Not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, it took me about 45 minutes to get over here uh, on a Sunday. <laughs> um, on a Sunday afternoon. On 85 South. And one of the reasons we switched to now recording on Sundays, I don't know if you users saw our uh, our Twitter and Facebook posts saying we're now going to record on Sundays again and post up new episodes on Mondays. But I thought, oh, this is great. You know, if I'm not like in the Inman Park area, I can just hop on the interstate and get here in like 10, 12, 15 minutes at the most. Not so. Literally on 85, 75 yeah. for 40 minutes. Right. And uh, so I'm a little pissed off too. So it should be a <laughs> it should be a fun show. I don't know why I find it just so funny that that your life is just in traffic. It is. Like I was talking to this guy last night, uh, who he seems to hate traffic like as much as you, mm-hmm. but he's also not in it as much as you. So he lives out in Oxford, Georgia. Yeah. But he like traveled into Atlanta, and we asked him what he did for the day, and he's just like immediately starts going on. Mm-hmm. Just a tangent about traffic in Atlanta and how much he hates it and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ooh, well, I, I got a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a five-mile commute that takes him an average of an hour or 15 minutes every day, twice a day. That's a little, a little longer than that. But, you know. Is it longer than that? Get to Norcross? Yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, mile-wise or It's like a 25-mile... 25 miles? 20 to 25 miles. That is not true. Whatever. It's a good long drive. Let's see. All right, yeah. Thanks to to user Drew, we're going to actually look up these facts before we're just spewing them. So you go from... Look up 2400. I don't want to give up my uh, (laughs) (laughs) my address to all these users. That one. Yeah. Directions. I will give you my work address if anyone wants to come there and put me out of my misery. It's uh, 5,000... Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. So I said five. You said 25. Ain't no five miles, you crazy bastard. Ten miles. 
11 miles. It's only 11 miles? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I knew it was short. It's supposed to take 15 minutes. Yep. Wow. How's that make you feel? It makes me feel horrible. <laughs> I mean, if we had some decent public transportation in the city, then it wouldn't be an issue. You know, I was just... looking at MARTA the other day, and I was like, yeah, if I take my MARTA from, my, from Lindbergh, which is near where I live, then it would, you know, I have to get off at, like, the Doraville MARTA station or something like that. That'd be the closest thing. And I have to take a lift to get to my job. Or you could take your bike on the MARTA train. And sweat my ass off for, like, 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Probably be in better shape, but... It's not worth it. It's not going to happen, is no, it? No, I have to wake up early, too. Fuck not that. feasible. Let's get into what you guys really want to hear about, which is more about me and Adam's random, boring-ass <laughs> lives. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about some Atlanta sports. We have a uh, another compact show for you all today. We're going to be talking Braves, of course, as we always do. And then Adam's going to propose a <laughs> radical idea about the potential future of hockey in this town uh, with a assist from hockey correspondent John Galvin. Yes. So, we will be touching on all of that and probably a little bit more, but let's jump right into the Braves stuff. So, Adam, uh, Braves are currently 37-27 and 27 as of May. We're not in May anymore. June 10th. <laughs> I don't know why I, was, I thought I was still in May. June 10th, 2018. Uh, I think a half game back of the Nationals. Yep. And the Braves picked up the win last night, 5-3 <clears> over <throat> the Dodgers. It was a... Uh, one of those games where you just felt like at any point the Dodgers were going to turn it on and find a way to... To, to come back and win, but every time they scored, it seemed like the Braves would also get a run. Nick Marcakis again with another big RBI single to put us up uh, definitively with five runs. So, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about you know the late game heroics of Charlie Culberson having two walk off home runs, two pinch hit walk off home runs recently, uh, being the Nationals three out of four times. But to me, that's sort of masking what I think we're going through, which is a lull. I mean, we've been playing pretty much 500 baseball since about May 21st. We've only won one series since May, May 21st. Um, Nationals. Been, yeah, the National yeah. Series. We haven't been swept, but we've either split all the series we've played since then, with the exception of the National Series, or we have lost them. We have played some tough teams. You know, we have played Boston. Um, playing the Dodgers right now, and they're on a surge. Played the Nationals. But... You know, it's been a bit of, a, of an uphill climb, and there's, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, um, some of which has to do with the pitching staff, some of which has to do with the offense fledgling, especially in respect to uh, Ozzie Albies and Ender and Ciarte, who are having very rough uh, months of June. Ozzie is currently mired in a 3-for-36 slump in the month of June with one walk and zero homers. He only has seven strikeouts, but... Uh, you know, he's not getting it done. He's still hitting up top of the order. And Ender continues his really season-long slump. Uh, in June, he's only been 3-for-29 with two walks. And uh, Camargo has also been – I mean, he hasn't really done much except for that one week where he was slamming home runs. Uh, he had like three home runs in a week. But, you know, overall in June, he's 6-for-31 with three walks. So, offensively, the team is, is scuffling. And I think the, the absence of – Ronald Acuna Jr. hurts, but thankfully Freddie Freeman and Nick Marquez continue their all-star caliber level of play. And don't forget about, I mean, I know obviously you said Culberson had those walk-offs, but he's been hitting the ball, like he's hitting over 400 the last week, yeah, so that's kind of given us a spark. He was 3-for-3, three three, well, I don't know what his final stat line was from last night, but it was 3-for-3 three three at one point. I, I think it was 3-for-4. Three three four. Four. Yeah, because yeah. he hit into double play in the end of the game. But 
Yeah, no, ever since he's been a regular, he's given us a little little boost. He has. Uh, it's been pretty much him, Arcakis, Freddie's still playing at MVP level. Yep. Um, Flowers, Suzuki are still there. Right. Uh, but besides that, we're not. Dan, Dan's actually been hitting better, which I've I've been happy to see. I was yeah. worried about him, but he's uh, been pretty consistent. Yeah, he's been steady. Um, but yeah, Ender, Ozzy, and Camargo. What are we doing? There? Yeah, Ozzy looks lost at the plate. His last at bat. I mean, he his his final two swings were on these really awkward check swings, where he was like falling away from the plate, but he was still kind of swinging. It's really it's kind of hard to describe over you know an auditory. Uh, service such as this but it was uh it was ugly he looked like um it looked like Dansby a little bit last year where he just didn't it looked like he never swung a fucking baseball bat which before. we expected from a rookie right but let, let me throw out a really really revolutionary idea mm. maybe he needs a day off yeah that's one thing that snitker hasn't done i don't think marcakis has had a day off i don't think freddie has had a day off i don't think ozzy's had a day off and until lacuna got hurt i don't think he had a day off either well yeah freddie and Cakes, they don't really need a day. No, off. you you but gotta keep them in the line. A guy that's struggling like this, yeah, give him back. Put put poor Preston Tucker out in left field. Let Colberson play second base for a game. That's fair. Um, see what happens. Or Camargo put Flaherty back at third. Yeah, I'm not Just sure. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure what the lineup is today, but I think Ozzy needs a couple of days to clear his head, and I think that's a perfectly fine idea you've proposed. Yeah, I mean he was just playing out of this world for so long that mm-hmm. I'm sure the game was just coming little easily to him so now that he's got these struggles he kind of just needs to I mean he's got to adjust to the pitchers obviously the pitchers have adjusted to him so mm-hmm. he needs to you know do a little uh, work in the old video room right and I think you know one thing too is he's not getting as many fastballs it doesn't seem like I don't have any stats to back that up but just from like the eye test <laughs> I'll buy it because uh, that was a big thing what he was doing early on in the season he was ambushing first pitch strikes and, and hitting them over the fence, yeah. or you know he'd get somehow get up in the count, and then he would just tee off on a fastball. Now guys are now that they're starting to know that tendency. I think are starting to adjust, and he's uh, yeah. I think you're exactly right. Things are not coming as easily anymore. And uh, and with a long season, we're getting into June. We're getting into the dog days pretty soon. If we're not already there, I believe we said last week we were already in the dog days. Right. So it's uh, it's going to fluctuate. There's going to be some ebbs and flows. I still think Ozzy is awesome. I think he's just going through a bad stretch right now. And like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, he's gone, like, beginning of the season, he was also mired in a really, really rough rough stretch of games where he's hitting, like, 130. So he could bust out of this at any time. It's just, I think it's a little different now that he's had that taste of, you know, success, where he, you know, was at one point, I think, leading the major leagues in extra base hits and, and homers and things like that. And now uh, reality's kind of come back and popped him in the face. The, the Ender one is more weird to me because you can't explain that away from a rookie slump. Right. This is a guy that we're used to hitting 300-plus. Right. Um, we've seen him have, like, six hit games before. 200-plus mm-hmm. hits last season. Yeah. Um, that one's worrisome. Yeah, and we've always, you know, we've talked about his inability to be a true, like, elite get-it-on-base guy. You know, never had an amazing on-base percentage. And now that's being further exposed because he's not hitting the ball anymore. That's not, that's not there to mask the fact that he doesn't walk a lot. And so now, like we're saying, he only has two walks this month, and he's three for 29. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was not hitting, but he was still getting on base. Now he's pretty much worthless as, uh, as an offensive player right now. You still want him in there every day because his defense is amazing. But, and so I wouldn't 
you know, if you want to give him an off day, that's fine. But if you want to pull, if you're one of these guys saying under needs to be benched, I think you're absolutely insane because his defense provides so much yeah. value. And the only other option out there is Borges, who is four for five since he's come back up. Yeah, he's a shitty hitter, though. I mean, I know he had a triple last night, but um, he, he's an awful hitter. But if you wanted to put him out there for a couple of days, just give him a mental break, I wouldn't. Which, I mean, I know Snit did that at least once yeah. this past week. But uh, the good news is, and kudos to you, Graham. Hmm. Last week, uh, you gave a timetable for Acuna two to four weeks. Yep. And it's looking like could come back right in the three-week period. Talking about he's resumed baseball activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, past couple days, I guess he was, he's actually been in Atlanta because they're talking about him working out at SunTrust Park Friday and Saturday, um, hitting off a tee and whatnot. So they're going to see how that knee responds to running the bases and uh, more of the cuts that you have in the outfield and what have you. Right. Um, so there's a possibility he's back for next weekend's series or yeah. in the case of this podcast this weekend series which would be great i think that could give us you know inject some life into a lineup that's really fledgling right now overall so i i really hope that that happens and yeah you're right kudos to me for my expert medical professional professionalism yes no you're you're right on it um so he's coming back and then soroka is officially gonna get back in the rotation uh making the spot on wednesday yeah start on wednesday against the mets that's great um, He's had a couple starts in the minors now, and they're going to limit him to about 90 pitches on Wednesday. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's good news. I think we definitely – I'd like to have him back. I think Anibal Sanchez has done enough to warrant consideration for him staying in the rotation. Yeah, we've won every game he started. Yeah, and I except, know – Except for that one. His first game off the DL was rough, but he looked really good against the Dodgers last night. He had a couple of times when he got in a little bit of trouble. But he's looked – you know, he's he was pretty – you know, he looked very consistent with how he was doing in the early parts of the season when he was very successful and um, looked like he actually belonged again for the first time in a long time. And so I would rather run him out there every fifth day than Brandon McCarthy, who has really sucked ever since the beginning of May. 7-4-6 ERA in the month of May. Gave up five-plus runs in three of his five May starts and gave up three home runs in his last start on Friday night to his former team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I... I've had enough of his ass. I know every once in a while he'll, he'll come out there and twirl a gym or a respectable start, but uh, he's he's a pretty pedestrian pitcher. Yeah, I don't think he, I realized he's been that bad until I looked up those stats as well Yeah, today. And uh, I could see that. I mean, Anibal, he just looks like more of a professional pitcher. He does doesn't have the nastiest stuff anymore, but he knows how to pitch. Well, I think one thing that's nice with Anibal is, like, I know when he was on his later years in the Tigers, he was, like, his velocity was really dropping off. He's gotten that velocity back up. Yeah, you know, he, was, he, was, he was under 90 miles an hour when he was at the end of his tenure with the Tigers. Now he's getting back into, like, the low to almost mid-90s. He was hitting touch of 93, 94 in the radar gun last night. Um, and then he was throwing his changeup really well. His changeup's only, like, 66 miles an hour, so he was throwing off a lot of Dodgers hitters last well, night. Well, that's his, like, EFIS pitch. Yeah, but even still. His like, butterfly. Right. And, as but, he calls it. Yeah. And I, uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen from him, and I hope he, he's a fixture in this rotation for at least, you know, from a temporary standpoint. But I, I really want to cut Beta McCarthy. I have, I, I've you want to just straight up cut him, huh? I, have, I, I see nothing that, that, that says that he should be getting a fifth start every day anymore. And I think we're nearing that time where um, Anthopoulos, he know, kind of knows what he's got now. 
Yeah. And I think he's going to start to make some moves. There's a large enough sample size at this point. We've had, you know, over two months of baseball. We're, you know, almost getting to the halfway point of the third month. And, yeah, I, I totally agree. They've given Camargo his chance, and he hasn't seized it. No. So, no. don't be surprised to see a move for third baseman coming up here. I think if we get Acuna back and get a, a solid third baseman with some pop. Um, and I think, you know, especially at SunTrust Park, and that short porch and right field, um, Moustakas would be right at home hitting bombs into the chop house. So. The old uh, Cole Hamels rumor that we started last week has really taken off. Has it now? Yeah. Mm. Read an article about it in the AJC. Oh, wow. But they must have listened to our podcast they must have. and then looked, they, it, and then they looked into you, it. Did they give us any credit? No, they didn't. God, we're a bunch of sandbaggers. Yeah. yeah. Carpet baggers. Yeah. But uh, as I said, the, the, there's a team option next year on him. Mm-hmm. He's got like a $20 million salary, but we can afford that. It would limit us in free agency a little bit more. But. I think that's one of the items that Anthopolis has discussed before. Is he doesn't want to make any huge moves this year to fuck up free agency going into the offseason. But if you have this team now, who even when they're not performing well, are still contending. If, I mean, if they keep up this pace and continue to pay, play around 500 baseball, they'll win somewhere between 86 to 88, maybe 90 games. Yep. Um, which, hypothetically, should be good enough to get a wild-card spot. Or at least put you in contention to get a wild-card spot, if not... The division, depending on how the division sh- shakes out. Put you in playoff contention, in other words. Wait. So it's like, do you maybe not go all in, but make enough moves to the point where you can stay in contention? Because people are pumped about this team. I mean, you look at SunTrust Park. It's the most revved up it's ever been. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, some good, good-ass good Turner Field games when people are really into the Braves before we have started this rebuild. So I really, I really want us to kind of go for it this year. Maybe not make a move that breaks the bank, but make a move that improves this team enough to the point where we can try to make a run. It's a classic Kenny Rogers situation, Graham. you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Is this a time to hold him? Maybe get more cards? I would, I, you know, I think, I think I would hold him in this situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with holding. If we can make a move for a third baseman and maybe another pitcher, a starting pitcher, then why not? All right. And... That also brings up, you know, another hole in the rotation, Julio Tehran, who looked absolutely awful in his last start in San Diego and was also placed on the 10-day disabled list afterwards. Give up three home runs to a really shitty Padres <laughs> offense. And the Braves... They've just, been hot, though. The Padres have been yeah, hot whatever. into it. The Braves always suck against the Padres. It seems like ever since, like, 2011 or 12, we just go out there and just get our asses kicked, no matter how good we are, how bad they are, or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. Like, they destroy us. They win almost, I think they've won almost every series when we've gone out there the last five or six years. But, my God. I don't know if you actually saw any of his start. I did. It was like he was throwing batting practice right. out there. It was bad. awful. And like we've said, you're either going to get a Julio Tehran who's throwing batting practice, who's throwing 86, 88 miles an hour, or you're going to get a Julio Tehran who can maybe go six innings, you know, have enough movement on his pitches to survive. But it's not good enough. It's not good enough anymore. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I agree, Graham. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm over him. I mean, yeah. at, at best, he's like a number four rotation right. guy. Yeah, and that's being generous. Yeah. Um, speaking of San Diego, though, we do need to apologize to user Hugo from Tucker, hmm. who was actually in San Diego, and I texted him like a couple of days before that series. He's in San Diego for business, right? Yeah, he's in San Diego for business. Right. Yeah. Um, but I knew he was there for a couple of weeks. And he happened to be there when the Braves were in town, so mm-hmm. I texted user Hugo, and mm-hmm. I was like, 
hey, user Hugo, <laughs> how many games are you going to? Like, they got three games. Right. And uh, his response was that he didn't realize that the Braves were playing in San Diego because we hadn't announced it on the podcast. We failed him. And that's this podcast is his sole source of uh, sports knowledge. Wow. So that's a big responsibility that we have, and we failed user Hugo. Hugo, we apologize humbly from the bottom of our hearts. In fairness, I told him before the game started, but he already had prior obligations. I see. Business-wise. Business-wise, yes, yes. You know, what does Hugo do for business again? <sighs> Something like, um, I think he works in the wine business. Wine, uh, wine sales guy. That's One right. of those guys you see at, uh, in Best Buy, for example, who's like, hey, guys, uh, it's actually not wine. It's actually wine accessories. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like um, you put the uh, this wine opening device. A cork? In, uh, yeah. Corkscrew? It's a, sort of like a corkscrew, but it's, it's one of those things where you can pierce it enough to the point where you can pour wine out, but you don't feel like you have to finish the whole bottle. Got it. Like it, the the I've seen him at Best Buy do this a couple of times. Actually, so it's like you. a nail that you just like nail it into the cork, so then you just get a little hole. You get a little hole, but then you, and then if, and then when you're done, right, you can you take it out, and you can pour it, you know, with the cork still on there, and nothing comes out. Wow. It's like some miracle device. I can't remember what it's called. Otherwise, we can give them a plug. Yeah, no, we should get a intern Jared on this though. Yeah. You can go talk to their people and. Um... But I know Hugo's been talking about how he needs to tour the uh, the Western Coast to try and sell his product because there's more there's wineries out there. There's more winos out there. Apparently, he's very upset that in Tucker there's not enough people drinking wine. They're just drinking beer. So right. his business isn't doing the best right now. And our, it, our thoughts and prayers go out to Hugo. Yeah, he can't go to like Matthew's Cafeteria out there in right. Tucker and sell them that. You know, no, no one's going to be interested. It's in not going to work. Right. Um, so that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But once again, our bad. Yeah, our bad, Hugo. Sorry. And best of luck to you in your business endeavors as well. Yes. So yeah, let's get ready for this week on the on the Braves schedule here. Uh, so we're going to wrap up the Dodgers series today, and then Adam, what's coming up next? We got an off day Monday. Mm. Then we have a quick two game set with the struggling New York Mets. Yeah, they've been awful heading into last night. They lost eight in a row. So hopefully we can go in there and just clean house. Interesting. There's a businessman special um, Wednesday, twelve ten mm. p.m. start time, which I thought I'd heard somewhere they don't do. Day games at SunTrust Park. That's not true. D- during the games. week, oh. because of the parking, they use the parking from all the offices. Oh, but maybe they're just assuming they don't need it on a twelve ten Wednesday game. Probably not. That's kind of odd. Because I know in that double header we had, they did. Um, oh, it, it was no, it was the series where we like started that game at like ten thirty or whatever. Oh, because yeah. they didn't want to just do a double a double header because they couldn't do a day game. Right. I guess it all has to be planned out ahead of time. Uh, then we got a the Padres coming back in town for four. Thursday, okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's Mets and Padres next week. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Saturday. That'd be kind of fun. Saturday is a 5-10 start. Ooh. That must be Fox Might Game be of the Week. Fox Game of the Week. Yeah. I don't know why you picked the Padres and the Braves, but I guess people are interested in our team. Well, so that's what we got. Okay, cool. Well, I'm hoping next week then. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I'm going to go ahead and predict that the Braves make a trade on June 21st. Oh, Jesus. Because... Hot take right here. Yep. <laughs> Tuesday, June 19th, and Wednesday, June 20th, we have a two-game set at Toronto. Okay. So Anthopolis is going to be 
probably in a suite somewhere. And what's that stadium called? Uh, Rogers Center. The Rogers Center. Yeah. Um, talking it up about some of these players he might want to trade for from mm-hmm. the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. It is interesting how that will happen sometimes, <clears throat> where it's like two teams will be playing each other. They'll play one game, and then the next game there is a there's a trade overnight, and the guy who's just playing on the other teams now on the the visiting team. Another prediction on trades. Oh wow! Okay. So, the day game against the Padres this past week was that like Wednesday, I think, mm-hmm. when they did a bullpen game and absolutely shut us down. Yep. We saw like nine of their different relievers. I just saw that as an audition for one of those relievers to come to the Braves. So I think we trade for a Padres reliever. Okay. Could happen with them in town this week. Two hot takes there. Yep. Trade the Padres, <laughs> trade the Blue Jays. Yep. Trade with whoever we're playing against. Exactly. I mean, that's, the, that's the point. I, I was impressed by what they had. And not just Brad Hand. I mean, he's a beast, but yep. he, he would cost a little more in prospects. But they mm-hmm. had some other arms that was like, we could use yeah. all of these guys. Yeah, definitely. And I think the bullpen's been solid, but adding another addition some more depth would be certainly fine. I really hope Dan Winkler makes the all-star team. I think, I think there's a possibility. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I'm always worried about his elbow, though. Yeah, but so you know, far so good. Until that explodes, I you know I'm, I'm riding him <laughs> to the end of time. I, I think he's uh, he's proven himself. So yeah, I think that wraps up today's uh, brave segment. Let's move into Adam this radical hockey idea you were proposing earlier this week. I know uh, we got together on Friday night. We we're discussing this a little bit in one of our. Uh, boardroom meetings for Atlanta Zone yep. with all the investors. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were talking about, you know, guys aren't talking at all about hockey. we got the NHL <laughs> playoffs going on. We know there's no Atlanta sports-related um, you know, items there because we have no hockey team anymore. But God damn it, because the Stanley Cup playoffs are so exciting, and they actually are, as a person who doesn't really like hockey, I have to admit, whenever I watch Stanley Cup playoffs, I get pretty fucking into it. Right. Um, and they said, guys, we got to talk, talk a little hockey here. And we're like, Ugh. and so from the ashes of our sorrow of talking about a sport we know really nothing about, Adam came up with a pretty interesting idea. So yeah. I'll, I'll give it away to you, sir. So this was all from our hockey correspondent, John Galvin, who was just bringing up the fact that Atlanta needs to do something to get a hockey team back in Atlanta. And, um, some other guy that just overheard this conversation brought up the fact that the way we got the thrashers, it all started with the best way to get anything done. You write a letter. Hmm. Just write a letter to somebody, and then you get enough people to write letters to whoever you need to write it to. That's I, giving America too much credit, I think, I, to write I, letters. I would, vote, age. I would vote Arthur Blank. Let's start writing a bunch of letters to Arthur Blank saying, Arthur, you've done great with the Falcons. You revived them uh, from the pre-Mike Vick era. Right. You've done amazing with the United. Yep. Imagine, over the city. Imagine what you could do with the NHL. Mm. So, and then we kind of, that was just there, and then we started talking about other things, um, among which the state of Florida. Yes. And how much they just suck in general with their sports teams. And it's a complete joke that they have two of every professional sports teams. With the exception of the NBA. No, they have the Magic and the Heat. Oh, fuck. I even forgot about the Heat. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. So they have... Yeah, let's, let's run through all the sports yeah, they teams have, they, they have. They have the Magic. They have the Heat. Yep. Uh, Basketball. The, not, not, like, have you ever seen a sellout crowd at any of those? Even when 
when the they were in the there. finals. Like even when the Heat were in the finals, yeah. they couldn't sell out playoff games. They still eventually, yeah. But they, they also remember they they had that infamous infamous game where like half the arena left, like oh, towards yeah. the end of a game, right? And and I've talked to a couple people from Miami, um, and they agree. They're like, oh yeah, like we're the absolute worst fans. Mm-hmm. So that's basketball, baseball. They have the Marlins who. Yeah just built a brand new stadium and averaged about 6,000 fans a night. Right. Yes, and on that front, they pretty much want to strap Derek Jeter to a pole and carry him out of the, the city of Miami. And So so they're an absolute joke of a franchise right. with a brand new stadium that the taxpayers are paying like a majority of the bill for. Yep. Uh, then they got the Rays, who pit, play in a complete dump of a stadium. Oh, Tropicana. Awful. That, that also can't draw any amount of crowd now nope. that the team is... Past its uh, World Series days. Right. Ever since Joe Madden left. Even when Joe Madden was still there, they were starting to you know, finish in the bottom of attendance for uh, in baseball. Yeah. Um, so they're contemplating a new stadium, but I think they might have to move it somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. It's another shitty franchise. Right. And then you've got the Miami Dolphins onto football now. Right. I mean... I don't have a lot to say about the Dolphins. They've been there forever. Yeah, they've won some Super Bowls. Um, they haven't been relevant. In when have they won a Super Bowl? They had the perfect team. Like oh, the they 70s. were the first, yeah, yeah. In the 70s. Right. I mean, they've, they had Dan Marino. Uh, they won the Super Bowl, but, you know, they, were, they haven't been relevant in, like, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Probably since, like, Dave Winstat and uh, the mustache porno director slash coach and then Ricky Williams. And that's the last time they were really had any semblance of relevance. So, the stadium's also a bit of a dump that's yeah. like nowhere close to anything relevant right. in Miami. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers suck. They have a bad stadium. Bad quarterback. Bad quarterback. <laughs> Every year they're supposed to win the NFC South and they always finish in the cellar. No chemistry. No chemistry. Uh, they haven't been relevant since they won a Super Bowl, really. They've only gone to the playoffs, I think, two times since then, the which only, is 2002. The only time they were really relevant was being on hard knocks this past year. Right. That alone made them relevant. But sure. then it's like, oh, it's still Jameis and he still sucks. Right. And then I'm sure if you were to ask 10 random people on the street who was on Hard Knocks last year, I think maybe only one out of 10 would be able to tell you. Yep. And then on the hockey, which we're not... Oh, gonna, you forgot oh, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jacksonville. Right. Like, they went to the AFC Championship, but overall, yeah, they have not been a great franchise at all. They have a nice pool in their in their stadium, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. So, but they, the Florida still has all these teams. And then in hockey, I'm not going to pretend to know much about the teams, but they have the Tampa Bay Lightning. All I know about them is they used to have Martin St. Louis. Yeah. They actually do have a pretty decent fan base for the Lightning. Yeah. That's probably their best Florida professional sports team. And then what's the other team? The Florida Panthers. Panthers. I believe, yeah. So, we should take the Panthers. What I propose is that the Panthers move to Atlanta because they're going to have a better fan base here. And the way we grow this fan base is through the same way that Ted Turner grew the Braves, was for making them America's team by putting them on TBS, which all you need back then was an antenna. And it was national channel that all you needed was an antenna. So I started thinking, what, what channel can we use for that now? And, I mean, it's obviously, it's not going to be like an ABC or an NBC or anything like that. That's just not feasible. Right. Um, but one channel that is feasible is PBS, Graham. PBS. Public Broadcasting 
station. That's what we think it is. The other way down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to assume is correct. Right. So we put we put the Atlanta Panthers. Atlanta Panthers. <laughs> we might have to work on that we, name. We got to rename them, man. They can't yeah. just be the Panthers. Be, that'd be like the Winnipeg Jets being the Winnipeg Thrashers. Right. We got we to gotta rename them. What would be good? The Atlanta Public Broadcasting Stationers. GPB. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We, na- we renamed them, obviously. But, but here's the big kicker, and this is how you build up a crazy fervor. You take off the model that the Green Bay Packers have, mm. where any fan, any season ticket holder, is a part-time owner. They have a piece of the entire team. So with PBS, how do they get their money, Graham? By donations from viewers like you. Yes, it's publicly funded. So if you make funding with PBS, then you are a part-time owner of America's hockey team right here in the city of Atlanta. I like the idea on paper a lot. But I want to poke some holes in your, in your uh, proposal. I'm sure I have answers to all of the holes. So PBS, while that's probably the only logical place you can go, what makes you think they'd be interested What's PBS have going for them? It's not what they... They don't do sports, really. Well, they could. They do... The only sports I've seen on PBS are like high school football games. Grant, what what you're saying is we've never done that in the past. That's like classic, like faulty logic. Oh, we've never done it before. Why would we do it now? Oh, I also don't think their demographic caters to sports, really. It's a bunch of liberal, middle-aged white people (laughs) or young people. I feel like... I mean, that you just described like the Atlanta United supporters. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Um, but. And also they would grow their demographic by doing this. Sure. They'd still have well, all what, their. What does it cost to them though? Well, I haven't run the numbers yet. It probably, they'd probably make a ton of money because the donations are going to go up so much because people want to be a part-time owner. So would you say then that you have the donations coming from viewers like you and you also have Arthur Blank giving money? Arthur Blank gets it started. Right. And it's the donations to PBS, that's more just money to PBS. So, like, Arthur Blank is footing the big bill. Right. But then we're supporting the station, and they give a small proceed of that back to the team. Back to the, okay. Yeah. I see. What makes you think Atlanta's going to be interested in hockey, though? We've, we've done this two times already, I think, with NHL teams over the past 50 years. Why now? Why would, they, why would we give a shit now if we haven't given a shit in the past? I don't think they did it right in the past and I've run across enough people um, when I'm wearing my Thrasher shirt as I am today my new, the, yeah you just got it yesterday at the uh, thrift store number 23 Slater I don't know who the hell that is but I, I remember the name how you doing okay. I don't remember I love, how you're, I love how you're wearing it today the day after you just bought it yeah it's pretty great um, unwashed you'll be happy to know what was your question I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, oh, why now? Why now? Why, why, now? why would we? Why would it be relevant at this point now? I just think why would people give a shit with the way the city of Atlanta is growing? No, yeah. the support we've seen for the United um, and all the out of towners, as constantly they do, moving into Atlanta, and just I saw a bunch of people just down at Hampton and Hutchinson, really into the hockey games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's a good market there. That's fair. I think it's an interesting idea. I've never heard really anything like that working with, you know, PBS on some sports endeavor. 
But if you got Arthur Blank involved, I think that's like the key thing. You have to have someone at the top who's really going to give a shit. If you have some shitty ownership group like the Atlanta Spirits, you're exactly right. They 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 pork that about as hard as you can pork something. Yeah. When they had the Thrashers and the Hawks, and um, or maybe he, we can get Ted Turner involved again. I don't know. He doesn't want to do that. He's too old. He's he's in Montana having fun in his his uh, in his wilderness retreat, whatever the fuck he does now at this point. Uh, but you got to have someone at the top like an Arthur Blank who would be willing to do this. But I also think that maybe he's got his hands full at this point. He's got the Falcons. He's got the, the uh, Atlanta United. Where do they play? Where does this team play? They play at Phillips again? The problem with playing at Phillips is they just renovated it and took, they're taking out all the... Uh, old hockey shit. Old hockey shit. Yeah, so, so there's like nowhere to put them. The problem is, yeah, I don't want to put them in Gwinnett where the Gladiators yeah, you play. You build a new stadium or use... No, we can do something. The Infinite Energy Arena is too small. It's like a 3,000 seat place. Maybe more than that, but it's not very big. This is the first hole you've poked in the right. plans. And then, but there's always going to be a lot of things you got to do when you're doing something like this. But I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think yeah. if you were to propose that to somebody, they'd be like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Is it feasible? I don't know. Is it a fun idea to think about? Sure. Would I like to have hockey back here? Yeah. Because, I mean, like... Will we probably ever talk about it on the podcast? No. <laughs> do we want to see it? Yes. <laughs> Will we have to bring on someone to talk about it for us because we're too lazy to watch it and, and or we don't care because we're very set in our ways yeah. at, a, at the tender age of 28? Absolutely. Well, hockey correspondent John Galvin would just, like, he'd have a bigger role if we actually had a hockey team. Right. He'd be able to come on more. Right. And, and not just come on for when we talk about the Eagles and have, uh, you know, Tiller express her anal glands on his right. sweatshirt. Exactly. Yeah. Great point. Yes. Uh, but I think it's cool. And I yeah. would be interested to know what the, uh, what the users think about, about this idea. Indeed. I mean, I think I think we got pretty much all of our grounds covered except for where this team plays. Right. Um, Arthur Blank, if you're listening, hell, and you want to reach out to us, you know where to find us. I'm sure he could make it work at Mercedes somehow. It'd be a little too big. I think it's too big. You already have problems filling it up for Falcons games. We certainly can't build a new stadium. No. Although, it'd be, it would be the Atlanta thing to do. We're going to build a <laughs> 1.7 billion <laughs> hockey stadium. Uh... Trying to and, think of, and, and the old fourth ward. Maybe like, where does Georgia Tech, I mean, Georgia State play? Ooh, but that Georgia Tech arena is pretty good. Oh, yeah. The new uh, basketball arena. McCamish. Yeah, I actually like that place a lot. I've been there a couple, seen a couple of games over there when North Carolina's been in town. And, and it's uh, very intimate. It'd be a you're loud, right, raucous atmosphere. Right. You're right on, you are right there. Yeah. Like, like, we even, like, we had upper deck seats, and I felt like I was still pretty damn close to the, yeah. to the floor, so. So, it's smaller than a classic arena, but, I mean, you have to charge a little bit more for tickets, I suppose. Or, but. you know, it could be a, uh, a temporary home before we, you know, waste a lot of money in building a $1.5 right. billion dollar So, we'll, we'll do it for three years at McCamish. Yeah. Prove, proof of concept. Right, that people give a shit. Yeah, and then, boom, watch it explode. There it is. I like it. Or, we have Amazon build the arena. As part of coming to Atlanta. Are they coming to Atlanta? Is that? I think we're I thought, top like three finalists. When are they going to make their decision? They've been talking about this for like five months. Well, it's probably a pretty big decision oh, for them. Come on, you billion dollar company. Make your, up your fucking mind. Do it or don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The point is there's a lot of exciting possibilities. Sure. For where to put this hockey team. What are you going to do to push this idea, Adam? Uh, what we're doing right now. Just keep talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. If we get any hits... Someone will probably just steal it and do it themselves. Oh. So that'd be it's, sort, it's sort of like uh, AJC stealing our our, our, our tip about uh, what was it? Earlier Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. Yeah, yeah. We, we already discussed that. Right. They gave us no credit. 
we, we probably need to get a lawyer involved in all of this, but uh, I think just the fact that it's out there in the world, it proves that it's our ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, if someone else makes money off it, then we'll just go take half of their money. And we had to do no work except come up with the idea. Right, and we can point to the episode when this was posted. Exactly. Yeah. So we're covered. Exactly. We're not at all. But whatever. We'll have intern Jared look into the legalities of it all. Yes. Uh, anything else? That's about it. I don't want to talk about Julio Jones. Yep. I don't want to talk about any Falcons this week. There's nothing going on. OTAs continue. Who gives a shit? Julio's uh, still not in camp. Whatever. The Braves had a draft that we didn't discuss. We didn't discuss the draft at all. I'm not prepared to discuss the draft either. Um, we drafted I, a pitcher with a nasty curveball yeah, in the first round. Apparently, the pitcher we drafted is a beast. Um, we also drafted a first-base outfielder a first in the second round. A first-base outfielder. Yeah, like a guy who plays first base in outfield. Oh, sure, Sorry. sure. Yeah, and uh, he's supposed to be really good. But once again, it's sort of like us going over the NFL draft. We don't know. And this is even worse. It's actually worse than going to the NFL draft because at least we watch a decent amount of college football. We watch zero high school or college baseball. So we literally know jack shit. All we have to do, all, we, all we're going off of is just stuff we read on Talking Chop, and that's it. I do know they drafted, like, Tony Graffinino. Remember him? Oh, Tony Graffinino. His, like, his son. Yeah, one of our old second basemen. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that one. He was he was cut from the classic uh, era in the 90s when we had all these... I think it was like early 2000s. Guys. Well, he was like, yeah, but I, I still consider that like early 2000s, mid-90s, sure. late-90s kind of guy. Like he was like a Keith Lockhart type. Tony Graffinino was the poor man's Keith Lockhart, and Keith Lockhart was the poor man's Mark Lemke. Yep. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. The, the Braves heritage. That's huge. Yeah. We wrap this up. Yeah. So, you know, we won't know anything about these guys for a long time because of the miling system. So, pretty exciting. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Great analysis on our part there. Indeed. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.